the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 9 ecclesiastes chapter 9 as we round it up father we thank you let's pray father in the name of jesus we thank you we bless you for this time in your word bring us illumination bring us understanding bring us transformation in the name of the Lord Jesus, I commit every hearer, every couple, every member in this house into your hands. Thank you for our online audience. I pray the Lord you minister to hearts. Change your lives, Lord. Let your word go forth beyond the borders of this nation, imparting lives and homes. Thank you that your name is glorified in this service. In Jesus' much less name, amen. amen. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. The New Living Translation, it says, live happily. Somebody say, live happily. happily. Say it, live happily. happily. With the woman you you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the heaven. The wife God gives you is your reward for your earthly toy. Praise God. Somebody say, "Live live happily. Now, God's word made us understand that it's possible to live happily. You see, whatever God's word says you can do, you can do. Praise God. And once you believe that and you begin to appropriate that, it becomes a reality in your life. You don't live your life on tradition. You don't live your life on vain says. You don't live your life on fake uh, fables. But you live your life on the basis of what God's word says. Praise God. So we started by saying that amongst many things, if you are going to build happy homes and live in them, We need to understand certain fundamental facts. And we made those facts clear. Those series are there. Those of you who are joining in for the first time, you can go back and then refresh your memory with that. My time is too limited to recap everything. But I remember that the last time I left you, we started zooming in on the principle. Somebody say the principle. Yeah. We started touching on the principles. We said that if you are going to have a happy home, there are three key things that are important. One, the person you marry is important. Two, the purpose for which you marry is important. And three, the principles by which you live in the marriage. If you marry the wrong person, you can't have a right marriage. Praise God. By that, I mean to say that if you marry an unbeliever, practically you have laid a wrong foundation for a stable, happy marriage. As for marriage, you can have one. But the stability and the happiness of it, I can't guarantee. Praise God. That's very important. If you marry the wrong person, so it's always important. I was speaking to one of my daughters while I was in Accra about uh, the need to be patient in getting the right choice because sometimes you may end up getting something, but you realize that it's not something you can live with the rest of your life. 
You can have somebody in the shape of a wife, in the shape of a husband. But they are not people you can live happily with. All the days. Look at what the Bible says. Live me all the days. Not some of your days. We've done 30 years. We've done 25 years. We've done 10 years. And you are working out. Two years. Now it's even very, very... Six months people are working out. Praise God. You won't enter and work out. Amen. Shout a believing amen. amen. But if you will not enter and work out, when you enter, the atmosphere must be cool and cozy. If you entered this place and the place was smoky, hot, almost as if we're preparing you for hell, you go out. It is natural and human instinct that you always want to run for safety. Praise God. But it's proper to check. Wise people rather will check where they are going before they enter there. The Bible said a prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Praise God. The simple pass on and are punished. But the, the prudent one, the wise one sees evil and hides himself. May you receive the grace and the wisdom of God to hide yourself. Amen. So we said that the principle is very important. Amen? Amen. The principle you live your life with is very important. People marry and they want to live their lives on the traditions their fathers handed over to them. Now, your father married three wives and that's how she treated them. You have one wife and you are using the same yastic. Praise God. It will work. The Bible didn't say you will live by the traditions of your fathers. It says you will live. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. Praise God. So the principle is so crucial and important. And last week, mommy helped us understand that one of the principles important for building a happy home is the principle of submission. Somebody say submission. submission. Let's do that quickly. I'm not recapping. I'm just reading you through. The scripture, and then I will jump into my portion. In the book of Ephesians, are we there? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 to 33. Furthermore, maybe we can do King James. The new, yeah, good. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Somebody say, submit to one another. So before wives submit to your husbands, the Bible says submit to one another in the fear of God. That means that as a husband, you may not have your way all the time. Praise God. You are like the majority. At the end of the day, the uh, majority would, in Ghana parliament, the majority will have their way, the minority will have their say. There are times where in the interest of wisdom, peace, and stability of the home, a husband, you may have to not have your way. Just have your say and watch. Praise God. The wise husband is a man who understands before he starts that it is always wise not to always have your way. Praise God. If we say because you are the head, you are always having your way, even when the way is taking you to the grave, they will watch you to fall into the grave. Praise God. It's wisdom. Sometimes you want sex. Your wife says, I'm tired. Maybe you should understand. Praise God. She may be tired legitimately. Wait. Give her for some two, three hours, four hours. Sometimes early in the morning, her energy may come back. Praise God. But if you sit there and say, I need it and I need it now. 
Listen, you will have it, but you won't like it now. Praise God. So it's important that you get some things right. Praise God. You will not always have your way. You will not. The Bible says, submitting yourselves one to another. Somebody say one to another. One to another. Then verse 2. But here he says, wife, submit to your own husband. So, that I'm sure mommy took you through. So, like, wife, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Somebody say, as to the Lord. That means that the wife who can submit to the husband is the one who is already submitted to the Lord. So, if she doesn't know what it means to be submitted to the Lord, she will know what it means to submit to a man. Praise God. Yeah. Women who have not submitted their lives and surrounded it to Christ cannot live in proper submission to their husbands. Then look at verse number 23. He said, for the husband is the head of the wife. Amongst many reasons, this is why you must submit. He says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even also as Christ is the head of the church and is the savior of the body. Look at verse number 24. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let their let husbands be subject, let, let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Praise God. So woman, don't just submit your body for sex. Submit your money. Praise God. Submit your money. Most of the time, they want to, in everything. Praise God. In everything. In everything. Praise God. When it comes to your money, it's your money. But you want to see to full disclosure of the man's money. Praise God. Maybe you should go for Uncle John's teaching on oneness. Praise God. Once you marry, there's nothing like my and hers. Everything is ours. Praise God. And the earlier you you cut that language, the better it will be for you. I always advocate, if you have property in your name before, when you marry... Bring it into our name. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. When you do that for your wife, is, is, it, is it the way? Yeah. You see? Yeah. You see? You see? I understand why marriages are not working. Praise God. Yeah. Because people love things, material things, more than they love God. What is a house? Haven't you seen a, a house raised down by fire in one minute? You rather disobey God because of a car that can crash in a minute and everything is lost. You see, you see, I'm not even preached, but I can tell why most things are not working. Because see, most of the things, if you stay in a good church like this for a long time, most of the things that makes a marriage work, you already know it. And if you are a student of God's word, you already know it. Most of the time, it's not the knowledge of it, it's the application of it. Praise God. It's the application of it. Is the application of it? Is the application of it? If you are really sure that this marriage till death do us part, if it's t- truly dead, do you part from your heart? Why can't you now bring her name on the thing? Praise God. Hallelujah. But because you are thinking maybe something may go wrong, let me secure this for myself. You see, when you do that, you are operating on a faulty foundation. That's why you must be at cell meeting tonight. And by way of announcement, from next week, Sunday, everybody who is not in a registered locality for a cell meeting, 
will have cell for you between 8 and 8.30 here. All those will communicate to you. So you'll be notified of your meeting. Your teachers will contact you. A page will be created for you and you'll be part. Because in our church, if you are not enlisted in a cell, uh, when things happen, you will hear. But we may not be available. Praise God. You need to understand that very well. Amen? Good. So, mommy did the first part. The second part says, husbands do what? Say it. Say, husbands do what? Good. He said, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Now, we will come back to hear this scripture because that's where we'll be working with today. Husbands love your wives. Now, go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. Husbands love your wives. Now, let's read it together. 18 and 19. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. So your submission must be fitted in the Lord. Praise God. Your husband, childbirth is delayed. Your husband says, My Listen, listen. That is not fitting in the law. Am I communicating here? Yeah. You follow him, they will give you bayre as a child. Yeah. And you'll be having dreams of it in the night. Somebody is it of Yahweh. Now he says, Husbands, love your own wives and do not be bitter toward them. Okay. So again, husbands are instructed to what? Love their wives. Okay. Now let's do Titus chapter 2, verse 1 to 6. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But as for you, speak the things which, which are proper for sound doctrine. What are the things proper for sound doctrines? That the older women, men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, and in patience. Verse 3. The older women likewise that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderous, not giving too much wine. Oh, that reminds me of a certain sister I had. Utimi Hey! Sister Yata. <laughs> May her soul rest in peace. Praise God. Sometimes being in a large family too affords you some things. You see a lot of things. In my family, I have all kinds of characters. Praise God. Every kind is present. (laughs) Praise God. But the Bible says if you're an old person, don't give yourself, whether old or young, Drunkenness is not good. Praise God. You are sitting here, you come to church here. You come with chill your body. When you go, you also hit your belly. (laughs) Praise God. One thought, one thought, one thought, here and there. Some of you, if you enter your car now, we see Tota Park. Now you're in church. You're in church. Praise God. You are not born again. Praise God. Drunkenness is not good. Apart from the diseases associated with it, it will not help you. Praise God. There is no drunkard who has achieved anything worthwhile in life. May the Lord help somebody. The Bible said, all that women should teach good things. Teachers of good things. Verse 4. He says, 
that they admonish the young women to love their Young women are entreated to what? Love their husbands and to love their children. Verse 5. To be discreet. Says, homemakers, may you be a homemaker. Those ladies who are preaching some uh, feminist agenda. Listen, in the sight of God and in our culture, a woman is expected to be a homemaker. You see, sometimes people present and embrace all kinds of funny and foolish ideas. When we marry, listen, when we marry, we marry in a certain cultural context. And we also marry in a Christian way. Praise God. In the Christian way, a woman is not inferior to a man. But God has given us from his word distinct roles we can play for the home to be sweet. Praise God. When real love is at work, we don't force roles on each other. Sometimes we can even interplay in our roles. Praise God. But by the time you are a wife and your husband complaining bitterly, African wife, your husband is complaining bitterly about feeding, food, I tell you, you don't deserve to be married. Praise God. There are two kinds of foods you must never deny your husband. The one for... <laughs> The, the, <laughs> the one for his belly yes. and the one for his emotions. Yes. He must have it. Praise God. Yes. You see, single people are clapping. Married people you are just watching. Yes. But I'm not surprised. Usually single people are in a hurry to taste it. Yes. <laughs> Married people, they, they kind of get tired. <laughs> Praise God. But the Bible says something very here, very important here. It says that husbands are to what? Love their wives. I've just given you three references where the Bible says husbands are to love their wives. I'm a student of the word of God at my level. I study it as much as I can. Every year minimum at least I go through the Bible. Praise God. But the Bible is so vast. And unlike the Quran where you can chew it up, you can't chew everything here. Praise God. But the, to the best of my knowledge and discovery so far, I have not seen a, a scripture that says wives are to love their husbands. Alone. The one I saw is the one that is here, verse 4. He says husbands are to wives are to love their husbands and to love their children. Somebody say two. Uh-huh. That two. That means that for a wife to love her husband alone, she has to be without a child. But the moment she has a child, immediately she begins to love her husband and her children. And those of you who are married and have had children, you see that the moment your wife had children, her attention shifted from you to the children. And it has since been. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. It has since been. It has since been and it will always be. Praise God. It will always be. And you, the husband, must have a certain understanding so that you don't become jealous because there are times where some husbands sometimes even resent their children because they feel their wife is all over the children. And no, I'm telling you the truth. Okay. No. You... I'm, I'm, I'm a, 
I'm not just a preacher. I'm a counselor too. Praise God. Yeah. And if you're a wife and you have children, you have to know how to balance your art. Because you didn't have the children without the husband. If you have the children without the husband, they will call you something else. People respect you because you are the children and a husband. So to neglect him and focus absolutely on the children, as if you produce them alone, it's not good enough. But husband, if you want to get quality attention to, also support with the child. Praise God. When you come and she's all over the child, you also come and act like going to be around. Small. Yeah. When we all try and put this boy to sleep, we can go and sleep. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. But you come, I'm tired, I'm tired. You roll your, this. you go and sleep. And you are waiting for her to come. Listen, baby is not sleeping. How will she leave the baby and come? Praise God. But it is wisdom. Counseling, we have been telling you, when you marry, at least one year, stay off bringing forth children. That is the wisdom why we teach you that. And I keep on insisting that. Praise God. Because the entering into a marriage itself is a major change. Now, entering and getting your wife pregnant in the first two months or in the first month, the first six months, it's equally a major change. Praise God. If you've read a little bit about pregnancy, major changes happen when a woman takes it. Praise God. And the first trimester for some of the people, it can be very annoying. If you you are not prepared for it, managing it can be a problem. People marry and what is supposed to be a blessing is almost a curse. Praise God. Conception, because they don't know how to. People are married and they are trusting God for children. Others have it and it's creating confusion. Why? Because when knowledge is not in place, usually things will not be done right. Praise God. So don't be in a hurry. When you marry, no, we want to. Then they will ask you African context, very stupid philosophy. When, when are you bringing forth? What is wrong with you? I mean, you see. <laughs> All of those things are, you see, when you marry at a certain age, sometimes biologically it may be wise that you do it right away. But as much as possible, when you marry, take time to explore your wife, know your wife, know your husband, and then bond strongly so that when the child comes, you can flow together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Very important. Well, that's not my subject. We are talking about husbands love your wives. Somebody say husbands love your wives. So let's go back to Ephesians chapter 5. Husbands love your wives. Husbands love your wives. Ephesians 5. So, while a, hus- a wife is obliged to submit and respect her husband, the wife is expected to love, the husband is expected to love his wife. Let's move on. Okay. Love your wives just as. Somebody say just as. Please take note of that. Just as. Also, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Verse 27. That he might present her to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish. Look at verse 28. 
So husbands ought to love their own, their own, their own, their own, your own, not another's wife, not somebody's wife, not somebody's daughter who is not your wife. Praise God. Your own wife. The temptation is very common to want to love somebody else who is not your wife. And sometimes, because sometimes we are, we are ignorant about how the love is even demonstrated, we, we, we say we love our wives, but we demonstrate to other people that we love them more than we love our wives. Praise God. He said, love your own wives. Then he says, as your own bodies. Somebody say, as your own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Verse 29. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes just as the Lord does the church. Verse 20, 30. For we are members of the body of his flesh and of his bones. 31. He says, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Look at verse number 33. Let's read it together. One go. Nevertheless, let... See, nevertheless, he's concluding that, you know, and the conclusion is that, husband, your sole responsibility is to love your wife. Wife, your primary responsibility and preoccupation is to respect your husband. Do what? Respect your husband. Respect your husband. Every woman hear me very well. Once you marry, if you didn't know how to respect, if you didn't read Ketsy for boys and girls, if you have not been brought up to be respectful, pray to God for grace. Regardless of your temperament, Lord, baptize me with grace. Give me grace. That will help me to be able to respect my husband above every other man in my life. Did you hear what I said? You need it. You need it. A woman who cannot respect a man, no, not just a man, because some men don't deserve respect. I'm talking about the context of a home. Praise God. If you cannot respect your husband, I tell you, the marriage will break down sooner or later. Praise God. I'm telling you. So you need to learn it. You must, what? Learn it. Learn it. Learn it. And I, I believe that everybody can respect. Everybody is respectful in a certain context. Once you go to work and you submit to somebody, and all of us in life will be required to submit to somebody. Even when you are doing your own business, when you go to a certain, if you are doing your own business and you need some kind of contract to do in the ministry, there's a minister of state. You are not the minister of state there. So when you go, you have to go and submit to him. Am I communicating there? You go to the bank for some facility. You still have to submit to somebody. And if you can submit to anybody in life, your boss, your any other, you should be able to submit to your spouse. Praise God. And respect him. And you should feel that you respect him. You see, sometimes you say, my husband, I don't know why my husband says I don't respect him. Listen, he must feel the respect. Praise God. 
He must feel the respect. When you go to a place and you are disrespected, don't you feel it? Sometimes people don't say anything, but you feel very humiliated and disrespected. And there are many wives who are guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes their unspoken disrespect is more painful than the spoken. Praise God. Yeah. You wish that she would tell you that you are foolish. Then rather deal you. You see, if she told you you were foolish, you could just treat it as one of those. But you've given her a counsel that will salvage her from a lot of foolish behavior she has been going through. But she flagrantly disregards that counsel. That's the way you are communicating disrespect. Praise God. Yeah. You've not told him, but you're telling him that indirectly, you are a foolish man. If what you told me was wise, I would have worked with it. Praise God. And hear me, if you're a wife, the, you're, the person you must allow to be able to teach you is your husband. There are many wives who say, you are not my teacher. Hey, foolish statement. Every more. Sebi, sebi. Hey, a very foolish statement. When you're my teacher. Praise God. When you're my teacher. When you're my teacher. I mean, usually it's actually born out of an attitude of arrogance and lack of willingness to learn. When people are not willing to learn, usually they talk like that. But if you are a learner, you can even learn from a madman. Am I communicating here? If you can learn from a madman and you say, yes, sir. Why can't you learn from your spouse? Praise God. I like the way you are quiet. Particularly the women are quiet. Women are quiet. Somebody who lives with you is likely to know you more. You see, all your life, thank God for your father who taught you many things. But you never live with your father the way you are living with your mother. Your, your wife. You never live with your mother the way you are living with your spouse. So they get to see you on an intimate level. No other human being can see you like that. And so if such a person, he has such much access into your life, don't you think that he will equally have access to the liabilities of your life and your weaknesses and limitations? And when he draws your attention to it, you coil back and you put up an attitude of disregard, disrespect. You, are not, you don't have a future with that attitude. Praise God. Let me come back to the business of the day. Husbands are to love their wives. That's our responsibility. How are we to do this? Very important. In two verses of scripture, we are told clearly how husbands ought to love their wives. Number one, verse 25. He says, husbands must love their wives just as Christ loved the church. Verse 25, take me back quickly. Husbands, let's read it together. One go. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself. That's it. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. What it means that husband, love your wife to the point that you are ready to give yourself up for her. And most of the time, when young men are dating young women, I will cross the ocean for you. I will be a star. All kinds of things. All kinds of foolish songs, they sing it. But when they come to the real business, why is not the ocean? It's just a particular friend. Your wife doesn't know why she doesn't like the guy. But she's just not at peace with the guy. And you say, as for this guy, <laughs> you see, 
When you act like that, you are not acting in wisdom that will build your home. Praise God. Let me tell you, when you marry, the moment you marry, if you really want to marry to death, do you part? Be ready to give everybody up except your spouse. Be ready to give up on everybody except your spouse and your parents inclusive. Praise God. Your parents inclusive. You are no one with your mother. You are one with your wife. If uh, uh, your mother and your husband is drowning, you should choose your husband. Am I communicating here? Is it, is it, is it, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know Bible. You don't know. Is it, what, what I'm telling you seems to be very hard. Let me tell you. What I'm telling you seems to be very hard. And because it's hard for you, I understand why marriages are not working. I understand it. I mean, if, if you have a bit of a slightly higher common sense, you should know that. You should know that. What I just said. Listen. I, I don't mean you. Sorry. I'm not, I don't mean you. No. I respect you too much to say that of you. But, you see, when you look at it on the... Listen. Maybe let me even drop that one. When you look at it on this scale, under normal circumstance, between your mother and your wife, who has more years to live, on the natural scale, your mother may be 50-something, some, uh, but 60-something, 70-something. By the time you marry, you have two, three children, your mother is getting old. So this woman who has little years to live, if she's being carried away by rain or a river, <laughs> and your wife, who has about... 20-something years more to live. 40 years something. You want to let that woman die. Your judgment is 40. Your judgment is 40. Pastor, when you come to me, I'm going to bomb you. When you come to me, Listen. I don't think I'm worried about you. Because I'm going to be here. 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 I'm going to Praise God. When they speak, what? Oh, Papa Kasama, the way we see in a superm now the year Juma, Senka Wuti Ukunusa, bear one manta, and Kakikakikan in a year. But everything your husband says, because you're a degree holder and he's a degree holder, you have an opinion. And most of the time, your opinion is a contrary one. And you don't even know how to even present your opinion. You impose it. It must become the law of the day. Why wouldn't the man fight back? Praise God. Two ways. We are told that husbands should love their wives. Somebody say husbands love your wives. But how are you to love them? Love them just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. Listen, men, if you will learn to give up our phones, we may bond better with our wives. Praise God. If you learn to give up a match between Chelsea and Man United, maybe you and your wife, you can communicate about certain things. Sometimes your wife wants to tell you something, and at the time she wants to say it, that is the time that uh, Rooney is about, Rooney is returned now, eh? (laughs) It's about to score a certain goal. So she's drawing your attention. Maybe the thing she forgot to, it just dropped on her mind. She's seeking your attention. Oh, by the time you finish, 
and you want to give her attention, it's over. And you know their mood swings very quickly. So you are ready to talk. But she's not ready to talk. Am I communicating here? Let me tell you, the Bible says you should be able to give up yourself, your life. Now, the ultimate of love is death. The Bible says that for love is strong as death. But Paul said that what shall separate us from the love of God? So the love of God is much even stronger than death. But amongst us, if you can give up your life for another person, and most of the time, when we are in the altar, we are here, we are taking the vow, we say, to death do us part. It means that I will not allow anything but death. Now, if you are ready to die for that woman, why is it that this is your classmate? You met at secondary school, you can't part company with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, we come into the marriage and we want it to be sweet, but we are not ready to sacrifice anything. And that's why marriages are not working now. Somebody is not ready to sacrifice his pride. My background, my degree. Listen, if people tell you the amount of sacrifices they make to make homes work, you have no idea. Praise God. You have no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea. Painful. Sometimes you have to let go of your qualification. You have it, but it's as if you have been made redundant. Praise God. But if you look at yourself and, oh, I'm not making progress. You are not making progress, but your children are making progress. And they, because you took that decision, your children are making progress. You rather want to make progress and your children become drug addicts. Am I communicating here at all? We are married, but in fact, I believe that for particularly the younger generation, because the divorce rate among the younger generation is crazy. And it's crazy because people are babies. A lot of the people who marry are just babies. They don't know who is a temporal friend, who is a long-term friend, who, is, who I can do away with, and who must be a friend for life. When you marry, your friends for life must become friends both of you are very comfortable with. Anybody who is not, because that you, your wife is your partner for life. Anybody she is not happy with, Hanging around, it means you are not going to make the woman happy the rest of her life. And nobody will endure that after some time. If God does not give her grace, she will just walk out. So you are, you are you happy yourself with your friends. You happy yourself with your friends. Somebody say, love her unconditionally. Love her. One, Christ loved the church by giving himself up. Two, Christ loved the church by loving her unconditionally, sacrificially and unconditionally. Never love your wife because she gives you good sex. Never love your wife because she gives you good food. Never love your wife because she looks cute. Love your wife because God commands you to love your wife. Can somebody shout an amen? Amen. That's it. That's it. Listen, that's why if you are going to love your wife the way Christ loved the church, then you must already be in love with Christ. When you are in love with Christ, the Holy Ghost empowers you to do that which is naturally impossible. Praise God. Let me tell you. There are bad occasions where I didn't feel love for my wife. But I still love her anyway. Praise God. And anybody who marries for long, you will come to a place where you won't feel love. But when you don't feel love, you must push love. Praise God. Because if you don't feel it, 
and you leave it at that level, you'll be drifting apart without knowing. There are times where it is so easy to love, and there are times it's really difficult to love. Praise God. Yeah. And that's when, when it comes to that time, most of us fail. But you see, when you are a child of God, the capacity to love your enemies is wired in your spirit. The capacity to love who? Your enemies is wired in your spirit. So if you can love your enemies, the person is trying to kill you. But God gives you capacity not to want to kill him when you have the opportunity. That's what it means to love your enemies. Loving your enemies does not mean go and sit and go to eat with them. Praise God. Loving your enemies means that when you have an opportunity, they are looking for you to kill you. Hide. But when you have an opportunity to kill them, spare them. That's what it means to love your enemies. Praise God. That's what it means to love your enemies. Now, if you can do that for a stranger, how much more your spouse? Number one, love your husbands just as Christ what? Love the church. Number two, what did he say? Love your husbands as your own bodies. We have that. Verse 28. Verse 28. Quickly. He says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wives loves himself. Somebody say, love your husband as your own bo- Love your wives as your own bodies. Yeah. That means whatever is good for you, you must consider it as good for your wife. Praise God. If eating at lunch at Golden Bean is good for you and you can't sustain it every time, occasionally carry your wife to there. Praise God. Maybe you, by reason of where you work, you have an opportunity to eat there every time. But it's proper that you also budget and you take your wife there. Praise God. You are ordering your staff from UK. Your wife, you buy it from Ben Down Boutique. You don't, you are, you are not serious. Praise God. Am I communicating here? He said, love her as your own self. Everything you do for yourself. The same trash you are telling her. Think for a moment and tell it to yourself. Are you happy? That language that you just peel out of your mouth like that. If it came from her to you. Looking at your short temper, you slap her. But you expect her to swallow it, incubate it, and still look very nice. Now I know you are not correct. Praise God. Very important. As your own bodies. But you see, there are practical ways to demonstrate love to your spouse. Praise God. So I'll run you through a few of them. One, one is affirm and verbalize your love for your wife always. Affirm. Somebody say affirm. Affirm your love. Women need assurance again and again. Praise God. No group of human beings need assurance than women. Every now and then, sometimes you think it's fear. It's not fear. It's assurance and affirmation. Particularly when challenges are going on. Praise God. Maybe you've married for some time, three years, two years, four years, five years, ten years, and you are here to have a child. The woman naturally becomes apprehensive, particularly when they've done all the things they need to do medically and things are not happening. She begins to think, my husband, is he not under pressure from his family? Is he going to leave me? So every now and then, all kinds of thoughts are running. That is the time to let your wife know, take her out, go eat together, and let her know, honey, I love you too much. 
I married you because of you, not because of babies. Children or no children, we are in love. You are my choice, and I'm forever stuck with you. Am I communicating here? Now, you reassure her. Affirm it and verbalize your love. African men are too colloquial and local. (laughs) Who told you that saying I love you is a Western culture? It's a Christian culture. Praise God. It's what? A Christian culture. In fact, in Bible times, they used to greet one another with a holy kiss. Praise God. But don't try it here. (laughs) Affirm it. Affirm it. Pastor, me, I have not read any novel. How can I have a romantic vocabulary? Go to Songs of Solomon. Songs of Solomon. 4, verse 1 to 7. Let me run you through a little bit. And uh, Songs of Solomon. 4, 1 to 7. The New Living Translation. He said, you are beautiful, my darling. Beautiful beyond your eyes are like doves behind your face. Your hair falls like what? Waves. In like a flock of goats winding down the slopes of Gilead. Verse, your teeth are as white as sheep. Recently sown and f- freshly washed. Your smile is what? Are you reading what I'm saying? Each tooth match with its twin. Just say. Now, it says, your lips are what? Like scarlet ribbon. Your mouth is inviting. Your cheeks are like rosy pomegranate behind the veil. How many of you have eaten pomegranates? Oh, when I went to Accra, I saw pomegranate for the first time. And I bought some and ate it. Praise God. Ah, I, 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 bought, I said, this thing is the thing I'll be reading in the Bible. Thank God. I picked it and ate it. Praise God. Pomegranate. Sweet. Praise God. I was with a pastor friend of mine who has traveled to UK and other places. I said, he said, what is this? I said, pomegranate. Take it and taste it. <laughs> Praise God. He says, your neck is as beautiful as the tower of David. Jewel with shields of a thousand heroes. Verse 5, your breasts are like twin fans. Twin fans of gazelle grazing among the lilies. Verse 6, he says, if you, are, if you are sitting with your wife, be looking at her. <laughs> he said, before the dawn breezes blow and the night shadows flee, I will hurry to the mountain of May and to the hill of incense. Verse 7, I like it. He said, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. Beautiful in every way. <laughs> Praise God. So you have not read any romantic uh, novel. But this one is here. Start meditating on it. Some of you, since your wedding day, you have never spoken to your wife, I love you. Except only when you're having sex and you're feeling it. (laughs) 
You are not serious. <laughs> Praise God. You, you must learn to say it very often. Praise God. Yeah. yeah. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Say it very often. When we were dating, I started the practice. And by the grace of God, I kept it to date. Our phone conversations always end with I love you. Every phone conversation. Praise God. And some of you, you've been hearing it for almost 10 years. When you started hearing it, you were not married. You are married three, four years now. And you have still not learned it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your wife. I'm, I'm telling you, if you don't learn to show affection by speaking nice, sweet, romantic words to your wife, somebody will carry her away. There are two things women will fall for easily. Sweet words. Uncommon attention. In fact, three things. <laughs> attention. 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 Oh, she can even sleep with uh, the security of the house if she, the guy gives him her attention. 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 The money is good. The car is good. She needs attention. Praise God. Pay attention to her. How can you close work and you are roaming all over the place by the time you come, your wife is sleeping? Attention. Attention. Speak. Don't be an African woman. Man, it's not good. It's not a good habit. Tell your, your children, I lo- when we are asleep, when the kids are going to bed, I tell them I love you. When I drop Annabelle at school, I tell her I love her. That's, it's a practice. We've learned to do it. There's a new dimension I'll be introducing next, next week. Yeah. Praise God. You, you, you have to learn it. It's not, nobody is born like that. I Me, mean, the kind of family I was born into is not that kind of family at all. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I never saw my father show affection. See affection. No, no, no. no that kind of, uh, eight wives? Where would you see that? Over 60 children? Where would you see that kind of thing? But you learn. Most of us, we have learned many things, but the things that will make our relationships work. You have learned, and now they are considering making you the original head of your bank. But your marriage is falling apart. The same attitude you used to learn, you can use that same attitude to learn to make the marriage work. The same attitude. The same attitude. If you can learn and succeed in one area, it means you can learn, you have the capacity to learn and succeed in other areas. But because it's your professional development, your mind is so uh, focused on it at the expense of your family. Praise God. So say it. Somebody say, say it. Six. Verse 9, the same scripture. You have captured my heart, my treasure, my bride. You hold me hostage. Take me back there. I'm helping somebody. <laughs> you have captured my heart, my treasure, my bride. You hold me hostage with one glance of your eyes. With the single jewel of your necklace. Verse 10, he says, your love delights me. My treasure, my bride, your love is better than wine. Your perfume more fragrant than spices. Go down. Your, your lips are as sweet as nectar. My bride, honey and milk under your tongue. 
That is why uh, Kodwentri read and he used to say, Odoman Kuma Tofra Yetafriwa, and Sanda Nita, Treme, Odoe Mide Chayu. Listen, he picked it from here. But you see, hear me, hear me. When you were, when you were not born again, you were singing it to that hall. Now that you are born again, you will not translate it into your spouse. He said, your clothes are scented like the cedars of Lebanon. You are my private garden. My treasure, my bride, secluded spring. That one is a decoded language. A hidden fountain. Oh, Dr. Smith, you understand what I'm saying? If you are not married, you know that one. He said, your ties shelter a paradise. Let me, let me go on. <laughs> Praise God. So number one, give me a few minutes. Let me finish this sermon today. Okay? Yeah. Let me finish this sermon today. Now, all through this month, I've never finished anything I started. <laughs> today, I'll finish this one. Number two, so just give me a few more minutes. Number two, prioritize her needs above your own. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every man naturally is selfish. But when you walk in the God kind of love, you put your needs above, your, your spouse's needs above your own. Amen. Praise God. That's what sacrificial love is about. We all have one life. Why should you give your life up for another person? That's what love is about. Let their needs matter to you. Praise God. If you are a very good husband, when particularly children are available, you should not joke with the needs, the personal needs of your wife. Even if, in fact, never joke with it. Even if your wife is earning money and she can do it, women love it when they see their husband spend on them. Praise God. They, they love it. It's, it's, it's not that he can, he, she can buy, she can, sometimes she can buy much more than that. But the, the fact that you took her to a shop, you bought her stuff. Help her to, to choose. And then you paid for it. And you walked her out. Listen, you are communicating something no eye has seen or ear heard. Praise God. Let the needs matter to you because, you see, once there are children, she will always put the needs of the children above her own. And her needs will not be attended to. So if you, don't, you are not available to meet her needs, may the Lord help you that somebody does not step in. Praise God. Very important. Let her knees matter to you. Let her knees matter to you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, love seeketh not her own. Number three, give her uncommon attention. Somebody say uncommon attention. attention. You see, there are some women, their feedback is poor. And if you are a married person, learn to give good feedback. When your husband is not doing what you want, me, I tell my wife all the time, and I've said it, I will not allow her to treat me the way she wants. I tell her how I must be treated. Praise God. There is a way I feel respected. I communicate it to you. If you do it, fine. If you don't do it, I'm under obligation by the word of God to love you anyway. But at least I know I've communicated my expectations to you. Praise God. But in most marriages, people just sit down and they assume 
that a woman is supposed to respect me like this. A woman is supposed to do this. Listen, people differ in their approaches. Praise God. So if you don't communicate it well, you can't. I tell people all the time, don't blame me for something you have not taught me. When you teach me and I'm not applying it, you can pray for God's grace upon my life. But when you have not taught me, I'm not under obligation to do it. Praise God. Yeah. So communicate. That's why communication is a vital lifeline for marriage. Communicate. Don't keep your feelings to yourself. Between yourselves, communicate. If it is necessary and important for the welfare of you two together, and you have to reach out to somebody else outside the marriage, your pastor or a counselor, do so. There are people who say, you will die in it. Praise God. You will die of a disease that is not supposed to kill you. Praise God. Very important. There are times you go and seek solution and things remain the same. At that level, as a child of God, you rest your case with God and you pray for God's intervention. But never accept a case you have not sought solution for. It's an act of foolishness. Praise God. Yeah. When there's a problem, you've not taken practical steps to solve the problem and then you are praying to God that it will be solved. No. Pray to God. When you pray to God, one of the ways sometimes God helps us is he brings people who can speak the right words we need to hear so that we'll find the solution we need in our lives. Am I communicating here? But when you sit down and you cross your fingers and pray to God, God will intervene. How will God change the man? He doesn't know any better. He has not gotten any seasoned and experienced person to tell him something sensible, to help him check his ways, and he's also not born again. That's a worst case scenario. Praise God. Number four, give regularly to her. Somebody say, give regularly. I'm not talking about housekeeping here. I'm talking about giving to your wife. Praise God. Give to your wife. It doesn't have to be so big, but give to her. As you have the opportunity, give to her. As, as you receive blessings, give to her. You don't, keep, you don't get some bonus, and then you carry all into investment. It's not always wise. While you are investing in the bank, you should be investing in your wife. Praise God. Most of the time, the women are as interested in the investment as yourself, but they still want to chop. Praise God. They still want to look good. So you have to know what percentage goes into investment, what percentage also goes into investing in this body pack you have. Praise God. Very important. Women are wired to receive. They are wired to what? Receive. Yeah. The men, you understand what I'm talking about. Those who are married, you understand what I'm talking about. Wired to receive, complete. They receive, they multiply, nature and multiply and give you back good measure, press and shake it together. Yeah. So when you give a woman love, she multiplies it back to you. Praise God. I believe probably that's why God never instructed women so much in scripture to love their husbands. When the men shower the love on them and it's overflowing, they will multiply it and give it back to them. But when you don't feel it, when you lift up the conquer, it's empty. And it will not do anything for you. Praise God. Number five, appreciate it privately and publicly. We are taught in the book of Proverbs. He said, many daughters have done well, but thou excellest them all. That's praise. That's what? Praise. He said, her children shall praise her in the gate. Favor is deceitful. But the woman that fears God, she shall be praised. 
the woman who obeys the word of God and puts the word of God to work, that woman is supposed to be praised. Praise God. Don't compare your wife to another woman. It's unwise. Praise God. Yeah. Because if that woman were to marry, marry you with all your liabilities, we don't know how things will be. Praise God. So don't do that. And don't compare your husband to, to another person. You don't know what they are dealing with. Am I communicating here? It's so important. You see, you must, in life generally, if you want to live a happy life, one of the things you need to avoid by and large is comparison. Don't compare yourself foolishly. The Bible said they're comparing themselves by themselves and measuring themselves by themselves are not wise. The Bible said be content with such things as you have. Everything I have, how many of you have heard me say it? Is the best. Haven't I said it? Too many, you can be in this It's the best. My wife is the best. Don't be annoying. You can say, you can say whatever you, next time when you have a microphone, say it. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, my wife is the best. My children are the best. This church is the best church. Am I communicating here? You are the best congregation. Praise God. Why? Because you are the ones I have. Why should I go and be appreciating somebody's own? Appreciate it. Thanksgiving and thankfulness should always be part of your vocabulary. Thank you. What you are eating, thank you. When the food is served, thank you. When you finish the food, thank you. Praise God. They pick it up for you or you carry it yourself, thank you. Praise God. Whichever way, thank you. It takes a lot of time, energy, concentration to stand in the kitchen, particularly in this era where everybody goes to work. You come back, she stands in the kitchen and then fixes up something for you. When you finish, you just... you, you, You go and sleep. Then at night, you are expecting a turnaround. You won't get anything. You get anything. Praise God. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Number six. Decorate and beautify her. Somebody said decorate and beautify her. Listen, how your wife looks is your responsibility. If she lose bomb better, that's your responsibility. Praise God. Slander. Nice. That's your responsibility. Whatever you do to make sure that she's looking her best self, do it. Praise God. Where you encourage, you encourage. Where you threaten, you threaten. But whatever you do, do it. Praise God. Praise God. Very, very important. It's your resp- the Bible said, Jesus, we should love our wife, Jesus Christ loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify. Somebody say sanctify. Sanctify by the washing of water by the word. How do you make sure your wife is sanctified? Constant exposure to the word of God. If your wife will keep on hearing what we are hearing, and he, he, she will keep on seeing you practice it, things will change. Praise God. But you take your wife to movie, but you don't bring her to church. How can she be a transformer? When you go to movie, you want her to watch out for the stars that you use in your bedroom. But you don't know the content of her character. Am I communicating here? It's another service. Beautify. Somebody say beautify. Feed her with the word of God. And then shop for her. Beautifying her means shop for her. Bible has already said women like shopping. It's not them. 
That's why he said, he said, women, let it not be only the outward wearing of jewelry. It means they like it. Praise God. So if you separate it from it, listen, it's not them. God admonishes that they do it. They like it. They have just been told to do it in a certain measure. Praise God. So husband, in the course of the year, have some, at least some budget on your wife. Praise God. Have some budget on your wife. Have some budget on your wife. Praise God. Yeah. All these wahala that is going on, begin to drop some of those things. I'm telling you, things, all this tension is not from the devil. It's from your stinginess. Every money goes to investment. You will die and leave the money. You will die. Listen. You will die and leave the money. I, I, listen, I believe in investment. But I believe that we also need to enjoy our life. Praise God. Some measure of enjoyment at your level is always good for your health. If you labor, 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 you don't pause to enjoy, you will die before your time. And most of the time, when you die foolishly like that, <laughs> the people who take over Mr. Nyantechi usually are very wrong people. They really know how to chop. And as they are chopping, I call you. And you know, Oscar, when you know, I don't know what Jim said. And then you know, I have No, 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 no. Me? No, no, no. If you, if you like, you can ask my wife. The day I receive something new, that they are white. The day I receive it, once it fits me, I wear it as quickly as possible. If rapture comes tomorrow, I will not leave a new dress. I will not leave a new dress for Satan's child to come and wear it. No. Praise God. Woman, when the man buys and shops for you, wear it. When you also wear it, that is the best thank you you can give him. You make him feel proud. Oh, they step out. Ah, your wife is looking good today. And you know it's your pocket. Oh, thank you. Thank you. They say, your wife is looking good. He said, wait, 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 wait. What annoys the women is when they say, your wife is looking good. He said, yeah, say, send me a bone hooker. Me, why? Me, why? Upi, cranny. You probably need to sell. Let me close with, okay, number seven. I'm doing eight, so I'm left. Number seven, protect and provide for her needs and that of the children. Praise God. Protect and provide for her needs. If you have one car, husband, humble yourself. Hand it over. Praise God. Particularly where children are available. I'm telling you. One car. Then your pregnant wife is walking about. It shows that you're a wicked man. It's either you give it to her, or you drive her around. Praise God. One of the things I, I, it saddens my heart to see is when I see a woman with a child trying for space in Trotro. And sometimes, oh, 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 
But it's a very, it's, a, it's an everyday affair in Africa. Yeah. All because, and it's not that the man doesn't know it. He knows all of it. But I dream be our papa catching now, mama catching or bad. He also saw me super. Jimmy. Man, you know how to cook very well. When you cook, we don't know whether you are the chef at Golden Bee or Tulip. But you can cook and everything will be fine. But because, um, we say, we say, in spite of all the things she does, you still want her to be cooking. Praise God. Me, if I knew how to cook very well, I'll use it to spice my marriage. I'll use it. But a, a few things I know how to do. <laughs> uh, I can do hot water. <laughs> I can heat egg. I can fry it. <laughs> no, 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 I think I can fry it. <laughs> yeah. But I can do anything, you know, really amazing. I don't quite know. I can't. <laughs> Praise God. But listen, bring those things to bear. Spice your home. Praise God. And finally, this is S rated. Finally, endeavor to satisfy her sexually. Try your best. Whatever you need to do, do it. Praise God. Drop your fears and inhibitions. Go crazy. (laughs) Listen, for those of you who are married, Christians, your wife is the only one you have. If you put these stupid restrictions on your life and you make the things sour, there are people who do crazy things. (laughs) Praise God. So don't open up yourself. Praise God. Apart from inner sex, which is a no-go area, explore fully. Explore what? Fully. Don't allow anybody to old man to tell you things. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Those who came for conference, understand? (laughs) Praise God. Yeah, I am telling you. I'm telling you. Don't be a boring husband. Listen, as for a man, let me tell you something. If your wife is complaining about sex, even if your father hears it, you'll be disappointed in you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Where she is coming and you are running away. (laughs) Hey, you better believe God for stamina. Believe God for stamina. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. It is not just for your pleasure only. It's also for your pleasure. You should try your best as a man. Communicate. Get feedback. And then be sure that your wife does not resent your sexual encounters. Yeah. Do your best. Because when she resents it, trouble has started. Praise God. Trouble has started because 
You see, most marital problems, eh, they will be solved without anybody doing anything. If the couple have frequent sex, I'm telling you. If you increase the rate of your sexual life. <laughs> all your problems will be solved. <laughs> Praise God. Now, by experience from counseling and also from vast reading, most of the time, there can be other problems. But when there's a sexual problem, our enemy, I'm telling you, enche. Praise God. Enche. So do your best. Read. Praise God. Read. There are a lot of things that you can do to make your wife feel okay and uh, loved and appreciated that are not sinful. But some of them, your mind is telling you some things because you don't know anything about it. Read about it. Praise God. Wives and husbands, look at me here. Yeah, because it is that attitude and mindset that is letting that small 18-year-old guy, uh, girl, take your husband away. Too rigid. Holy, holy. Holy, holy. Listen, what kind of this is holy? Are you holier than God? God who put the cells together. Are you holier than him? <laughs> Bema, Oba, never tell your husband. Man, never tell your wife. Ope says too much. It's not good. Praise God. You see, that, that, you see, there are some things that, I'm telling you something. There are things that sometimes you think, but it's not good to say Sometimes, who could now boss when you're on a casa or cast and be a night drum be switching? I call when you must a monkey. How many of you have been there before? Please be, be truthful. Who could be a some wooden casa nana as and be a be switching bar? As I dream in those winds. But how many of you restrain yourself from saying it? You see, let me tell you something. Wise people are not people who never think foolish thoughts. But wise people are those who never make foolish utterances. Wise people. You, 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 can make, you can think foolish thoughts. But as long as you don't say it. That's what the Bible says. It said even a fool, when he keeps his mouth shut, people say he's wise. Well, a fool, oh, but on Kasa in the name. Praise God. But he's not said it. He's not said it. I pray that these thoughts God has shared with us this month will help build your marriage. Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at 
faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our Word Encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Serranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. In one word. One word.